All right, it's time to talk about next gen. What's going on, gamers? It's your boy Diggs Gaming, and I am joined by Sir Meliodas. And today is our second special where we are talking about next gen. Right now, both Sir Meliodas and I have next gen consoles. I had the PlayStation 5 with the disk drive, and he has the Xbox Series S. So we are going to talk about how the next gen has started off and what we think the future holds. The first thing I want to talk about is just the unboxing because, well, that's the first thing you notice with next gen, the unboxing part of it. And I got to say, when I unboxed my PlayStation 5, it was not as fun as it probably should have been because it's just a big cardboard box that's very thin (laughs) and you get the console, you get the controller, and some people even miss that stand that you get and don't even realize what that is. I saw that you thing. I go, wait a minute. What is that? Huh? You don't have the stand for it? No, you have the stand, but some, but it's so weird because it's kind of hidden in there and you got to kind of look around for it sometimes. And then you see it. And at first you don't know what it is. And then you try to set the console down and, oh, that's what this is for. And have you seen videos for how people um, set it up to where you can put the console uh, vertically? Yeah, you need a screwdriver. Yeah, it's luckily for me, I don't do that. I just put it horizontally, but that's kind of not something you want to do when you're trying to set up a console. Because that takes time and it's kind of annoying. Well, for the Xbox, it was pretty similar to... The One X in the OG Xbox that came out. It's, well, that Series S is extremely tiny. So when you open the box, it's a big box. You open the box and that Series S is like smack dab in the middle. Then it has these two pockets. It has the um, the controller and then it has the power cord. But other than that, it was pretty simplistic. It's a nice box. This is extremely big. And everybody keep in mind, the Series S is the less powered version over the series x so when he's saying it's tiny it i believe it because it's not to be as powerful as the ps5 or the series x it's supposed to be a less powered version of it and for those that are just starting to get into this generation all right now that we talked about the unboxing let's talk about the interface and why don't you start since i went last time talk about the series s interface Besides the um the live backgrounds now, that's on um the Series S and X, it's all the same. Because the way Xbox did it, they didn't want to leave anyone from who still has the base Xbox One or the One S or even the One X. I know it's a lot of it's a lot of names with that, but even the One X to be left out, so they left the um interface the same. But if it's not broke, don't 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 fix it. So I'm I'm not mad about it, but I do understand where people are coming from. It doesn't feel next gen, but beggars can't be choosers at this point. Since we were talking about the interface, I got a question for you. Have you tried that uh, quick resume type thing that Xbox has been talking about? Because I've heard really good things about it. Have you tried it, dude? You never know how good it is until you like. Cause I was playing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. and I got out. I, I had died, so I jumped back into um, what was it? State of Decay Two, 
when I tell you that game booted up so quick from jumping back to Valhalla and State of the K2, it's not instant, but it doesn't go up through the whole boot up of when you first initially press on the game to start it up. It's, it's a good feature, but it's only for the games that are optimized for the Series S and X. So it's not for every game. Which is, it kind of makes sense because those are optimized for the Series S, Series X. So it kind of makes sense, but it is a little disappointing. Yeah. Now for the PlayStation 5 interface, it is actually really cool because there's one part of it that's for the games and then they have another part for like media. So if you want to get into Netflix or Hulu, Disney Plus, there's another part of that. And it's really easy to tell the difference between the two, which is really cool. It really is. It's a minor thing, but it is really cool. And another thing with the PlayStation interface, it's just really easy to use. It's really simple. It's really easy. And also having that status uh, thing that they have on there that tells you what you have done with what part of the game, it is really helpful, especially with some games that have multiple levels to it and that you need to know what you need to do where because I played Astro's Playroom and I was able to go down there and take a look at what I still need to complete to 100% the game and it was able to show me and I didn't have to keep going to different levels. I could just look at the interface and take a look at that. That's really something that's very helpful and I'm really glad that PlayStation put that in there. It's really cool. That's neat. All right, now let's move on to what these consoles are all about, what any console is all about, the games. The games that we have played so far on these consoles. Now, so far, i played six games on the console. i played three PlayStation 5 games and mm -hmm. three PlayStation 4 games. The three PlayStation 5 games that I played, The Pathless, I played Miles Morales, and I played Astro's Player, which is in every single PlayStation 5 and when you do get a PlayStation 5, I do recommend playing Astro's Playroom first so that you understand everything that the controller does. Astro's Playroom has been set up great. It's really a tech demo, but they made it into a really good game as well. And that's very hard to do. Very hard to do. PlayStation did a great job with that. You really get a sense of why this controller is so different from basically every other PlayStation controller. It's really cool the game is really good and astro is just a really good mascot for playstation it really is one well, of the games i've played not sure i'm a, if you want to say next gen i could say then i will say assassin's creed valhalla because i'm pretty sure playstation can do the same thing you can switch between performance mode or graphics mode and that game is optimized for the series s and x so i play in um we all know that the Series S is less powerful than um, the, the Series X, but I play it in... Um, but it's still more powerful than the One X, right? It should be, right? Because it... Yes, then no. Because the One X has six teraflops, but the Series S only has four teraflops. Oh, okay. That's why it's... But it's still... In some games, it beats it because of the... the, the because... That the One X is like a true 4K console. Mm -hmm. So if you try to do 4K 60 with that console, some games can, some games can't. But with the Series S, you can hit 1440p 120 frames or 1080p 60 frames, which is not bad. But when I went to go play Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
and I put it in um, performance mode, it's 1080p, which is not bad. And it's 60 frames a second and it doesn't drop. So I also played Fortnite. Who, who doesn't like Fortnite? Some people don't. I've never but played that, it. That game is locked at 60 frames a second. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I also played Bright Memory. Don't buy it. <laughs> it's $7.99, but don't buy it. It's not a bad game. It's just $7.99. It's like, what, 40 Depending on how many, if you, how many times you get out, but it's like 40, 40-ish minutes, if not an hour to beat. But it's not the full game, but it's like you're paying for a demo. So if you don't want to pay for a demo, do not buy Bright Memory. And uh, last but not least, that's game- what's also cool about Astro's Playroom, the fact that it's uploaded to every single PlayStation console. So you're pretty much getting a free game with your console. That's true. But last but not least, the game that really takes the power of the um the Series S that I have played is Watch Dogs Legion. Because okay. we all know that the PS5 and the Series X can do ray tracing. But the developers was like, hey, you can't get ray tracing on the Series S. Ubisoft proved them wrong. When they put 60 frames, it runs at 60 frames. I think it's 1080p, but the ray tracing on it is it's good. So if you really want to test the Series S, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, go watch Dogs Legion. Play those two. All right, let me talk about the other two PlayStation 5 games that I played, The Pathless and Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm going to start with The Pathless because this game is really, really good. This is an indie game. And it is just really cool. The graphics are amazing. And the gameplay is just amazing, too. This is pretty much Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and Shadow Colossus. It's a combination of the two. And it's a, and I say that because with Breath of the Wild, it's a vast open world. And with Shadow Colossus, pretty much the only enemies that you fight in this game are the bosses. And it is just really cool to run around in this game. It's really cool to just find all the secrets that this island that you're on has. And it's it's just really, really cool, especially with some of the things that you can do with your eagle companion and the things and the puzzles that you have to solve. It really is a great game. I do recommend it for anyone that is into indie games and really somebody that is likes games like this and with spider-man miles morales i mean insomniac pretty much hit it out of the park again i mean i talked about miles morales before and it's just an amazing amazing game if you like spider-man get miles morales it's a great game you won't be disappointed by it you really won't and the three playstation 4 games that i played one was uncharted 4 thief's end Another was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and the other one was Tomb Raider. And let me just say, I have not played these on my PlayStation 4. I decided to play these on my PlayStation 5, and if I played them on my PlayStation 4, I feel like they would not be as good as how they play on the PlayStation 5, which is really something to say because Tomb Raider came out in, what, 2013, 2014? Something like that? I want to say mid 2014 yeah so this is not a young game by any means necessary it's been around for about six years and it just looks amazing and it takes advantage of the heptic feedback that you get on the playstation 5 controller and i was just like wait a minute the heptic feedback is here on this game that came out six years ago 
That's mm-hmm. just amazing. And with Uncharted 4, my God, the game just looks gorgeous. It really does. I mean, it really is impressive as to how these games look on the PlayStation 5. Now, they could look the same on the PlayStation 4. I don't know, but they just look amazing. And one thing that I like about this generation of consoles is the free upgrades that you get for certain games. I mean, Crash 4, you got a free upgrade. PlayStation just announced that Ratchet & Clank, which was released in 2016, is going to get a free upgrade in April. Wow. 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 That is just amazing. That really is. So these free upgrades are just an amazing part of this generation. I really like that. I really do. Because you have these great games, and now you can really take advantage of what they did just by this free upgrade. It's something that is really cool, and I really do like it. Speaking of free upgrades, that's that goes back to the Xbox. They call it smart delivery, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Any developer that opts into smart delivery, you like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or um, what was it, the Marvel's Avengers? You don't have to buy the next gen upgrade to get it. Activision. I don't know why they, they did it with um they did it with Crash, but they're not doing it. They didn't do it with um, Call of Duty because you have to buy the next upgrade for that one. But it's neither here nor there. But um. The game I'm really looking forward to to playing on my um, cause my I, I didn't mention this, but my dad has the um the Series X. I have the Series S, so it's the consoles are both similar, then they're opposite at the same time because the power. Well, the Series S is a uh, is a digital console. It's not. Yeah, I'm console. I'm saying like the the features they have. They both have smart delivery. They both yeah. have quick resume. They both have the fast because they both have the same SSD in it. Yeah. So it's like similar, but not at the same time, because if you think about it, you think about the graphics, but to me, sometimes graphics isn't everything because I could be playing like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm playing at an optimized, I'm sorry, I'm speaking too fast. I'm playing at an, um, as optimized, I mean, not optimized, performance mode. So that drops it down to 1080p, but me who's been playing on 1080p for God knows how long, even on a 4K TV, some some games will not be 4K. Some games will not be 1440p. Some games won't be true 4K, but it upscales it to make it look as good as it can. So don't be scared to, to play it in its lowest resolution to get the best performance. Yeah. Because when I, I just recently ordered a PlayStation 5. I don't want to talk about how I got it because the money I put into it is it was expensive, but I do I haven't beat Spider-Man PS4 yet. And I heard that the data can transfer over. But the oof I did was I bought the digital console, but I have the disc for Spider-Man 4. I mean not Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4. So I have to buy it digitally now to continue playing that game. Or I, or I can just beat it on my PS4, but I don't, I don't know. But I will be getting Miles Morales on a PS5, though. Yeah, and one thing I want to touch on is the controller. Because the DualSense is just amazing. Again, with that heptic feedback, it's just really, really cool. And the first time you feel it, it is just, whoa. I didn't realize how much this was going to be. And then it's just a regular part. It's like you don't realize the heptic feedback right after that. And I find mm-hmm. that really amazing because it, I mean, it could be something that just gets on your nerves, but it doesn't. It just feels like a part of gaming now. It feels like this should be a part of gaming. The fact that you can actually feel that. And I go back to Tomb Raider 
and there's a part in the game where Laura just falls onto something and it causes and it causes a uh, cut on her side and you can mm-hmm. actually feel the moment that she falls on it you feel that and you're going oh my god and you can really think oh that must have hurt that's just something i really really like with that heptic feedback but i heard some criticism with the xbox controller i do want to hear your opinion on that what do you think of the xbox controller because i've heard it's just more of the same and people don't like that see i'm i'm more of a slim sim, simplistic guy so if it if it's like for me if it works i, I don't really care but the d-pad on it is nice because it's like multi-directional if it, it feels mm-hmm. nice then they toned down the size of the controller not too much but enough to make it fit comfortably in your hands it has a texture grips on it the bumpers are good the triggers are good and it has a dedicated share button now i don't know who's going to use it i might use it i might not but it's there but like you're saying with the playstation 5 controller sony has put a lot of work into that playstation 5 controller where microsoft just said hey let's just throw a new d-pad on it and new grips on the back and a new bumper system but other than that it's the same controller you can pair it i think you can pair it I th- no, you can. I don't know how they're doing it with the controller, but it's it's similar, but it's different at the same time. I think they said it's like ten percent smaller. The D pad is different, obviously. The triggers feel different, and the bumpers feel different. But other than the share button, it's the same. It's the same controller, so you're not really missing out on anything if you don't have one. But once I get my hands on a PS5 controller, I will let you know how it feels. Because speaking of the part, as we're doing this podcast right now, my PS5 is in transit and it's scheduled for delivery tomorrow at 9 p.m. So we'll Ooh, see yeah. if it gets in and I will unbox it and I will play it and I will let you know how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that the DualSense, I, I think, is an amazing controller. I really think PlayStation did a great job, a great job with this controller. All right, we got to ask this. So far, who do we think has won? Well, who won launch day? Who has won the launch window period for the next gen, for the ninth generation of consoles? If you ask me, I got to go PlayStation 5 because of one thing and one thing only, they have the games. Xbox, they still don't have an exclusive game right now for this generation of consoles. They don't. PlayStation does. I mean, you have Miles Morales. That was a great game. It really was. That alone would have won them. But then you throw in Astro's Playroom. Demon's Souls, which I have not played yet. I haven't. I have not played it yet. That was an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, PlayStation... I feel like is winning this, but I'm not going to count Xbox out of this in at all. And we'll get to that later. We will get to that later. For me, I have to, I would have to say both because they're the most, it's, it's the console that everyone wanted since the launch of 2013. Don't get me wrong. The games look good back then, but looking at, it's like you playing an N64, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, whoa, because back then you're like, whoa, this game looks good. You go back and play it now and the games look terrible. So think looking at this generation now with the the one, the Series X and the PS5, let's say we go back, give it six years, we go back to original PS4 game or original Xbox One game. It's gonna, it's not, it's not gonna look bad, but it's not gonna look that good. So what I'm the point I'm getting at is I think they both are winning 
in the sense that they both sold out, even though the scalpers have took most of them. But the people who really wanted to get their hands on them really got one. I got lucky that I was yeah. able to get one. I really got lucky. It's the mo it was the most anticipated systems of their generation. And that's not count out PC either, because the 30, what is it, the 3090 that came out, I think that's the highest it goes. I think it's 30, 60, 70, 90. I could be wrong. I think it goes 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever. But we can't count out PC either because that sold out day one too. Mm -hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, Sony and Microsoft are in the game to make money and money they are making. So I, I got to give it to both. Even though Microsoft has bought Bethesda, they bought what, 15 studios, what, 2016-ish? Still have yet to do anything with them, but they did announce um, a few games. I'm looking forward to State of Decay 3. Mm -hmm. I love State of Decay. Halo Infinite, I'm, I, I like Halo. I'm just not really excited for it. If JoJo was here, he would really go yeah. through uh, Halo. If it was Halo I, Reach. Look, I'm not, look, I've never been an Xbox guy. I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not a first-person shooter guy, but I am hoping that Halo Infinite is able to be a really good game because it would uh -huh. be a shame to see Halo be a shadow of its former self like so many other uh, franchises have done over the years. I mean, we saw with Resident Evil. I mean, Silent Hill still has not returned to form. Just mm -hmm. so many that just fell down a cliff and haven't really been brought back up. And I really hope that doesn't happen to Halo, even though I don't play the game. I believe Halo Infinite would be good. Um, I think so too, because they're being smart with this after that demo that nobody liked, everybody was complaining about it. They decided to delay the game. They have not said when it's going to be released. They're working on it. And let's just hope they that delayed that means... it in 2022 now. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. I, I believe it's 2022 now. God. Which, is, which is a good it's a good idea but it's but disappointing it's, yeah the question is going to be when does xbox have its own exclusive game coming out because like i've mentioned playstation has had exclusive games come out they had exclusives day one microsoft still does not have any just yet but let's get into what the future holds for these consoles i think when xbox starts releasing their exclusives they're going to start to close the gap between what people think about the two consoles because people do think that so far the PlayStation 5 has won just because of the games. Because of the games, PlayStation 5 has been winning this. However, with that Bethesda deal, I've talked about this. This is going to be fun to see what Microsoft does with Bethesda in terms of how they want to deal with exclusivity. And I've mentioned this before. They could do whatever they want with exclusivity. They could just make the games xbox exclusives or they could make it so that the dlc of games is only for the xbox they could make it so that the best version of the game is on the xbox they could do whatever they want and it's going to be fun to see what they do with this yep not only that i believe sony is looking into something like game pass for um for that network i could be wrong I think a game like a Game Pass type on Sony's end would be amazing because. Oh yeah, and we haven't even mentioned Xbox Game Pass, which yeah. really is gonna is really gonna help out Xbox, especially with the Bethesda games now getting put 
on the on Game Pass. That is day really going to help. It happened as soon as they as soon as they confirmed the acquisition. It happened day one. So I'm gonna go download Skyrim and download the mods on that to see how it plays on the um serious on the Series S. But I'm looking forward to this generation. My PS5 is coming in the mail soon. I will hook that up as soon as it gets in. Um, this is this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Not only from the game standpoint, but from to see what they can cook up with new features and uh. I can't wait IP. to see what happens with Insomniac's new Ratchet and Clank game. Insomniac, I've mentioned this, it is one of my favorite developers, and every single time they release a game, they are pushing the boundaries, and that is what they look like they are doing with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. They all look like they are pushing the limits of the PlayStation 5 already. I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. I pre-ordered it. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm playing it day one, or at least I'm going to try to play it day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have no idea how much of an Insomniac fan i am i love insomniac i really do i mean i've been a fan of their games i mean i played the original spyro trilogy that was the first game i ever played spyro the dragon that was the first game i remember playing so that's pretty cool ratchet and clank has been in my household for a long time i've played the original so many times the original trilogy oh my god i just really like insomniac and with what they did with spider-man oh my God, Insomniac's just one of the most consistent game developers out there. And to see what they do with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and that's not the only game to get excited about for PlayStation 5 users. You have Horizon Forbidden West coming out later this year. You have Gran Turismo 7 coming out in 2022. And just so many other games that you can be excited and you can't wait to see. It really is exciting to see what happens with playstation studios and their games and with xbox it's not just the bethesda deal that they have coming through it's their other studios we mentioned halo infinite we're hoping that that game is going to be good they still oh, have can't fable, forget fable i was about to say that fable don't forget about um oh forza horizon don't forget about that franchise gears your favorite love or one gears. of your favorites i love gears yeah, so this is going to be an exciting time because these studios are going to be able to basically push the boundaries of what they could have done in the past. And it's so exciting to see what they can cook up and just put out there oh, and oh, all yeah. the innovations that they could have with these games. And it's like they could change the way that we see. I mean, we could, Bethesda could really change the way that we see first-person shooters with some of their games on the xbox they really could not only that they have the money to i'm not saying Bethesda doesn't have the money before but they have the resources now because yeah. they're backed by microsoft uh-huh to ditch that crappy engine it was using since oblivion and give us a real good engine to start playing some good rpgs oh i got another one how about the next unreal engine wasn't it unreal 5 yeah unreal 5 Epic's Unreal 5 engine. They're going to put that on Fortnite. Huh? They're putting that on Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, when that comes out, that is going to be amazing because Unreal is really one of the most used engines really in the gaming world. I mean, Spiral Reignited, that was on the Unreal engine. Crash 4, Unreal engine. I mean, you have games like that on the Unreal engine and 
just about every single game type can be on the Unreal Engine. And because of how easy it is for game developers to use, that's why it's so popular. You know, all the way up until Gears of War 3, Epic was the, um, the developers of Gears of War, all the way up to Gears of War 3, until they left. I was so sad. I was like, no, who's going to do Gears of War now? <laughs> but the coalition has been holding it down, so... Besides the multiplayer, Coalition, if you're listening to this, I highly doubt you will. But stop messing up the multiplayer on Gears. I don't know what they're <laughs> doing, but I haven't touched Gears 5 ever since they dropped that um, Hive Buster DLC. Other than that, I love the story on Gears 5 and 4, but the multiplayer is... They're trying to make it eSports. Have it some Don't make the whole multiplayer eSports. I'm not that competitive when it comes to Gears. So don't... Just stop, please. One last thing, your top three games that you are waiting to come out for this generation. For me, it's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Horizon Forbidden West, and Kena Bridge of Spirits. What, what say you, Sir Meliodas? What are Mines. your top three games that you cannot wait to come out? Mines is back for blood. Mm -hmm. Fable, when it eventually comes out. And I want to say... Um, I'm not going to say Halo. I'm just going to say those two because I don't really have a third. It was, um, oh, I could say Cyberpunk next gen um, upgrade. It's oh, already out. That, yeah. But the next gen upgrade for Cyberpunk, uh, I'm waiting for that as well because <laughs> I love that game. Speaking of that, we are going to talk about the news that dropped on Cyberpunk in our next podcast. And do you want to give a hint to what the topic of our next podcast is going to be? The next podcast episode, you want to give a hint? A hint? Sure. Is protagonist. I won't list what um sex it is yet because you will find out in the next show. But it's protagonist in gaming and how they shaped and re like how they shaped and re-evolved gaming. Do you love them? Do you hate them? And we'll see you in the next show. All right, guys. That was our next gen special. As always, I'm Diggs Gaming. There's your boy, Sir Meliodas. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.